Hello and welcome to Parkinson's Pathway Pals Tuesdays with Teresa. I'm Teresa Jackson, your podcast host. This episode starts our second season, and I can hardly believe it. Uh, I want to start today's episode out with a big thank you to all the people listening to the podcast all over the world and from this past year. I'm really just humbled to know that God is using this podcast to positively affect people who tune in to gain information about living well with Parkinson's. And you know how I know this? I know this because people are reaching out to tell me that they appreciate it. And they're telling me how it's impacted, or how my guests have in, has impacted their own lives. Our audience is growing and we're in six continents and 41 countries as of this time right now, as of this recording. So I just want to say a big thank you to all of you who are listening. And also to those of you who are sharing with others so that they also can gain knowledge about how to live well with Parkinson's. You know, when I started this podcast on November the 24th of 2020 during a pandemic, I had no idea where this would go. I knew nothing basically about podcasting and just really had a passion that I needed to help educate people on how to live well with Parkinson's, but knew nothing about podcasting itself. And little did I know that we would grow so exponentially in just a year. When I was diagnosed uh, with Parkinson's in 2019, I was absolutely devastated. You might even say, I don't know, that I was almost panicked. I knew very little about Parkinson's, even though I'd been in the medical field for a number of years, and I, I was very frightened. I was at the height of my career, and I was fearful that I wouldn't even be alive by the end of the year. There were so little answers from my neurologist that diagnosed me first, and I really was just left feeling as though I had to fend for myself for this information. If you've listened to my story on episode one of season one, you know that at the time of my diagnosis, I didn't receive any information, and that's really what prompted my desire to help others. I just thought there must be a better way. And there are a number of people out there and organizations out there that are educating. But if you do not receive that education or that information at the time of diagnosis, um, it's of a little help. So I guess I was really left with more questions than answered. And I was perplexed and almost somewhat angry that someone could be given a serious diagnosis with so little support. That experience fueled me to start this podcast, and I've written a book, and I even competed in a beauty pageant at age 57 to bring awareness around this topic. So I want to start season two off with a heartfelt thank you and and a quick chat about building resiliency. So today's episode is uh, really about mindset and how it affects our quality of life and how it helps us to build resiliency skills. And if you're a person living with Parkinson's, you know resiliency skills are a must. So let's start by defining resiliency. Resilience uh, originates from a Latin verb, uh, resilere, which means to leap back. It means to bend but not break. And, you know, I think about when I used to live in North Carolina a long time ago, there were a lot of uh, pine trees and they would sway back and forth when we would have storms and they would bend way over and not break. And that's what what comes to mind for me when I think about resiliency. Um, resiliency, you know, it helps people to cope with difficult life events. And, and the good news is that it's a learnable skill. So if you don't feel like you currently have a lot of resiliency, um, good news is you can learn how to build resiliency. 
it really has less to do about the severity of any disease, whether it's Parkinson's or any other disease, and more about how we respond to it. Now, that's not to say that our disease will go away because it won't. Just, won't, just because we build resiliency doesn't mean that the, the disease itself will change, but our quality of life may improve because of the way we are our outlook on um, how we look or view at our disease. The brain is capable of changing throughout our lifespan, and, and that's just so fascinating to me. So today I'm going to offer four quick strategies to help build resiliency if you're living with Parkinson's or any other chronic disease. The first strategy is in building optimism. You know, frequently we think about optimistic people as someone almost maybe as a Pollyanna attitude. You know, the house is on fire, but they're standing there saying, gee, I'm so warm. It's really not about that. It's not about being unrealistically happy, but it's it's about having a viewpoint that stands or begins from a realistic view. And I know that may sound odd, but hear me out. Um, you know, only about 20% of people are born with what we might consider an optimistic characteristic. And so you may be wondering, well, I fall in that 80%, and so how can I develop an optimistic viewpoint of difficult situations? One way to do that is to see things as they are, not better, not worse, but realistic, what are they? When we view things from a realistic viewpoint, we, we move away from language such as always or never, which really is an all or nothing mentality. And, you know, there's a lot that falls between an always or never viewpoint. I think personally of an example, I can remember years ago um, in a class I was taking in college and a professor sharing with me that um, he made a statement and he said, the frog swallowed the grasshopper. Well, someone that's not very optimistic may hear not that the uh, frog swallowed the grasshopper, but they may hear the mean, ugly frog swallowed the poor, helpless grasshopper. Well, that's not what was said. The, re the reality was just the uh, frog swallowed the grasshopper. So when we view things from realistic viewpoints, we're better equipped to address difficult situations. We can, we can really begin to process what needs to be done and how we want to to live with the diagnosis that's given to us. So really, optimism starts by having a realistic view of whatever is happening to you. The second strategy that I'd like to talk about tonight um, to build resiliency is shifting our focus. When we shift our focus to something positive and away from the negative, then we're able to start to see things are seeing more things in our life that are good. You know, I often give the example that when I speak that I could complain all day long about having to take medication for Parkinson's, or I could decide that, yes, I have to take medication, but I'm so grateful that it's available and I'm grateful that it's, uh, I can afford to take it. So it really shifts our perspective away from the negative of having to travel with medication to the positive of I'm able to travel because I have medication. Our disease, again, will not go away. It, it may not even improve, but our quality of life can improve because we're focused on the positive. And this really is not just pie in the sky thinking or ignoring, you know, the obvious negatives that, that occur around us. There's research that backs this up. And I think of, of an example of this 
uh, shifting our focus is, you know, when you buy a new car, say you've bought a red Mustang, all of a sudden we notice how many red Mustangs are out there, right? Because our, our focus has shifted. The fact is they were always out there, but we weren't focused on the red Mustang. We were maybe focused on something else. Or maybe it's you go to the eye doctor and he says, okay, don't blink. I'm going to give you this puff of air you know, into your eye and don't blink. And we become hyper-focused on the need to blink. Um, I would just encourage you all to focus on what you can do and not what you can't do. Do not allow Parkinson's to define who you are. Um, you know, when we focus on things that make us happy and content, it improves our quality of life. And I want to give you one more example. I started rock climbing last year. And when I walked in, I, I was thinking, oh, I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this. I've never really rock climbed before. And, you know, I have Parkinson's and my legs aren't as strong as they used to be. And the first thing that I saw was a gentleman that was 79. And we just celebrated his 80th birthday, as a matter of fact, but 79 years old. He has Parkinson's and he's really just mastering this wall. He didn't let PD stop him from climbing and enjoy life. And so my perspective of being able to accomplish this changed. My viewpoint, my focus changed from, a, oh, I have Parkinson's. I don't know if I can do this to, sure, sure, I can do this. A third strategy is to stay connected. This helps us with resiliency building skills, and this is so important. Mental health, emotional health is certainly an important topic these days, and we hear a lot about it. But it really is vital to being happy and to having a healthy lifestyle. Research shows us that if we connect to even one person, that we are less likely to be depressed. And I would challenge anyone listening that you probably do have at least one person that you can connect to in a positive way. And if you don't, start looking for those people. Um, you know, you may find them. And you may socially uh, gain support from family or friends or maybe your worship community. But when we socially connect, we live longer than people who are who live in isolation. And I know that COVID has certainly challenged this and challenged a lot of people in staying connected. But social connectivity can be accomplished uh, with a phone call. It can be accomplished through Zoom. It can be accomplished with face-to-face -face meetings that are socially distanced. So you only need to connect once every three weeks to have a benefit or to receive a benefit of being socially connected and at building resiliency. So staying connected reduces loneliness, and it's also not been known to decrease anxiety. Our fourth strategy, and this strategy is so important, and that's to find your purpose. There is a lot of research out there about uh, finding purpose. It's really an indicator of longevity. The science out there um, and the research around purpose in life is pretty profound. Some studies have indicated that finding our purpose is more important than our education levels, which really is shocking to me. Uh, and even more important for decreasing risk than drinking, smoking, or exercising. Now, we still need to eat healthy and get adequate sleep. We need to exercise, not smoke. Um, but purpose should never be overlooked. It's really, really important. And part of my purpose in this season of my own life is to provide encouragement and education to those who need it 
that are living with Parkinson's. And by introducing you to people that are living well with Parkinson's and to introduce you to those who are taking care of those that are living with Parkinson's, that's part of my purpose in this season in in my own life. You know, I'm hopeful that someday Parkinson's will no longer be present in anyone's life. But for the meantime, I plan to do my part by sharing my voice, my journey, my knowledge, and the knowledge of my guest with you. Um, Just quickly to review, the strategies were build optimistic uh, behaviors, and we do that by starting with a realistic viewpoint of what our situation is. Shift our focus and begin to focus on things that are more positive than those that are negative. Stay connected. Stay connected to people you love. Maybe it's a book book group. Um, it could be any number of things. Maybe it's your rock steady class. Maybe it's your rock climbing class. But stay connected and find your purpose. It doesn't have to be something big. You don't have to save the world. But uh, find a purpose in life. So I want you to know that as our podcast grows, we continue to work on things like our sound quality. Um, I, I'm constantly working on Um, the type of guest I want to interview and the information that I want to bring to you as a listening audience. But I want to thank all of you who've reached out and shared with me that you've been informed, you've been educated, encouraged, and that you've been inspired by our guest. I have one call to action for you, and, and that's really, will you just help us grow so that we can help more people? I would ask that if you are listening to this podcast and you've enjoyed it, Uh, or if you found something from one of my guests in a previous season, that you would subscribe to the podcast and that you'll share the link with everyone in your network. You never know who's going to be diagnosed with Parkinson's. The the statistics around Parkinson's are really pretty astounding. Every nine minutes, someone's diagnosed. And people younger and younger and younger are being diagnosed. Um, And so we really just want to share so that everyone has the information to make the decisions in their life um, so that they can thrive with this disease. I want you to know that there is hope for a better life with Parkinson's. It's a tough disease, but there is hope. You can also help us by reaching out and letting me know who would you like to hear from in the upcoming year. This next season, this next um, season two, let me know who you want to hear from or what type. We're going to be talking to some people um, that have the disease. I'm going to be talking to some researchers on some of the research and the direction that it's going. Um, I've recently recorded with someone that uh, a child of someone that or a young adult of someone that their parent was diagnosed. And what was that like and how to, you know, how to tell your own children if you're living with young onset Parkinson's disease. Um, So I just ask that you would reach out and let me know what you want to hear this coming year, that you would share this podcast and just know that we are we're focusing on additional specialists that make up the the team of people that care for those that are living with Parkinson's. And I'll continue to offer encouragement by sharing the stories of others who are who are living well. Um. And we'd just like to know what you'd like to learn about over this next year. And then finally, if you've been encouraged by someone that you heard on our podcast, if you'd write me and let me know, I might just read your email on the show. You never know. 
you can email me at Teresa Jackson at Teresa Jackson dot org. That's T-E-R-E-S-A-J-A-C-K-S-O-N at T-E-R-E-S-A-J-A-C-K-S-O-N dot org. Teresa Jackson at Teresa Jackson dot org. And let me know your thoughts. We look forward to a, a second season and I look forward to hearing back from you soon. Thanks for listening and we'll see you Tuesday.